Welcome to the Voice of the Victim podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Rosie. And uh, this is not our normal day to upload because it's not a normal episode. Uh, We're just making a really brief episode, doing something a little bit different, making a, I guess, reaction slash review of the new movie, Searching. Yes, we just saw it last night, and we thought it was so good, especially for people who are fans of true crime. So before we start talking about this movie we loved, we want to thank our two new patrons that we got in the last two days because Mm -hmm. it was a total shock and surprise to us. We were so excited. (laughs) Um, Our first one was Tasha Crow, who became a $5 patron, and we are so excited about Tasha. And our second today was Holly Fan. Thank you, Holly. We were even more like, what? Two in a row? Yeah, it (laughs) was was so cool. cool. And we we just want to thank everyone that's been listening. And, of course, we've said it before, but we really want to thank Justin from The Peripheral for having us on his show and letting us share our experience with podcast bullying and stuff like that. So, Searching, it doesn't seem like a super hugely funded movie. It's not like a Marvel movie or something where... Yeah, we never even heard of it until we randomly decided to check on what was playing at the theater yeah so if you haven't seen it yet we definitely recommend it and we also recommend that you stop listening to this episode (laughs) because there will probably be spoilers in it and actually there'll definitely be spoilers in it so you have five seconds to stop listening before we spoil it five four three Two, one. Done. So first of all, this movie got 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's what really caught our eye at first. We were like, oh, maybe we should check this out. We got 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. But I always look at Rotten Tomatoes instead of IMDb. Yeah, it's kind of more like the people's choice, I guess. I don't know. What it's about is this guy named David Kim... And he has a 16-year-old daughter who goes missing. And at first, um, a local investigation is opened after he tries to find her for a few days. And the detective assigned to his case was like this huge lead sergeant who knew everything she was talking about. But 37 hours later, without a single lead, David decides to search the one place that no one has looked yet. And that's where all the secrets are kept. His daughter's laptop. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your oh, dramatic build-up. Oh, no, build no up. that's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. No, I'm serious. You can go. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> um, before I say any more, I want to give credit where credit is due, because the director of this movie was Anish Chaganti. Or Ch- Chaganti. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but I think it was his first movie, maybe. But it's <laughs> it's a good start. And John Cho plays David. I remember him from Mad TV. He used to do skits with Bobby Lee. Do you remember no, that? When Bobby Lee made fun of 24, that old crime show. No. Or whatever it was. <laughs> but we definitely recommend you go see it. And hopefully you already have seen it if you're still listening. Because we're about to talk about what we liked about the movie. Yeah. So, um, first off, what I really appreciated was the intro sequence. 
because we should say the whole movie, none of it is shot with professional cameras. It's all, it's all like screen sharing based off of his laptop or a phone. None of it is actually like perspective shots. It's just what he's seeing on either his computer screen or his phone screen. So when you hear that, you're like, uh, how is this going to hold my attention for an hour and a half or however long it was? Right. Um, I thought it was cool, though, because it was it was really unconvention- unconventional. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of Cloverfield, except not at all, but just, like, the different way it was filmed. Well, yeah, yeah, in the in the way that it's different than most yeah. films. Um, I also, I liked that this movie wasn't drama over drama over self-exaggeration and intense music. Like, it was super, I don't know, it was just more realistic than most crime movies are. Yeah. And even had a little bit of comedy in it too. Like, People that won't don't like Crew Triumph for what it really is will get really bored in this movie. Well, I don't know because it's really engaging the whole time. It's cool how they make it so you can almost see like what's going on in his head. Mm-hmm. Like certain times he'll type stuff and then delete it. Like I won't say that right now. Like mm-hmm. when he was like the first time he was gonna say your mom would be proud too. But Should we talk about what we're talking about? Well, yeah. The Back to what I was saying a while ago. One of the parts I liked is how the movie took the intro to really make you a part of the family mm-hmm. and make you feel close to them and like actually form like a bond with them. Three minutes in, I looked over and Ryan was sobbing and holding my hand. <laughs> oh, well, now you've outed me as a movie crier. Thanks. <laughs> No, but it, they did a really good job because in the beginning they're a happy family and the mom is with them and then you find out that she gets sick and then when the daughter is in high school, the mom dies. Yeah. it's uh, And that really sets it up for the whole movie. Yeah, it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because they do it all from the perspective of the family computer. Like, you'll see, like, home videos they made, and then you'll see, like, calendar appointments and and emails with doctor, from doctors and stuff. And it's just so cool how they put it all together using all the different aspects of what you would do, what we all do on a day-to-day basis on our computers. So, super cool. Mm-hmm. So, another thing I really liked about this movie was all the twists. Like... Mm-hmm. Once you think you have it figured out, then it twists again. And hmm. to be fair, I did call the ending no, you did. pretty. You totally did. Like a good half hour before it was revealed. <laughs> but yeah, that's just because I'm super skeptical about and all the research we do about true crime. <laughs> so in the beginning of the film, the daughter and the father are you know, together. They're the only ones in the house because at this point the mom has passed. And the dad is just going with the flow through life, not really making too much of an effort because of all the pain that he's in. His wife's been dead for about two years now, when it started, when the movie started. Yeah, it seemed like that. And um, what's Margot, she's really doing her own thing. She's got her own friends. She's got her own life. 
she's really keeping to herself, but thinking, trying to make her dad think that he knows her as best as he's going to know her. Yeah, and one thing you realize is um, her mom had started her learning piano very young, and she had been set up with piano lessons after her mom died, and her dad, uh, she was going to them, or so we thought, but her dad asked her how piano lessons went, and she was like, great, and then asked her about school, and he was like, I'm really proud of you, Mm -hmm. and then he was typing, your mom would be too, but then he deleted it, so from the beginning, you saw that he really wasn't comfortable talking about about his wife after she died with his daughter. Mm-hmm. And later on in the movie, you realize that that's one thing that she, the daughter, really wanted and needed was to be able to have that open communication. Yeah. So it's cool that the, the movie um, was able to slip that in there, like a good learning point, like you got to have open communication with your kids, even if it's uncomfortable, you know, about difficult situations. Mm-hmm. The movie really takes off when the dad is trying to get a hold of Margo. What's his name again? I can't remember. Uh, David? Yeah, David. John okay. Cho. David's trying to get a hold of Margo after she goes to a study group, and she says she's not going to be home till super late. Well, naturally, David doesn't want her to be home super late because she's only 15. Yeah, doesn't she say she'll be gone all night? Yeah, but he goes with it, which my parents never would have gone with that. <laughs> but then he notices that she didn't take out the trash like she was supposed to. Yeah. And so he says, you better get, you better do that when you get home. Not like that, but that was the gist. Yeah, like sent her a picture of the trash, like what the heck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in the morning, he wakes up, he notices there's three missed calls on his laptop and phone. Yeah, on Skype. Or yeah, FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. Goes downstairs, realizes that Margot must have just already gone to school, but then notices that she still didn't do the garbage. So now he's furious, takes a picture and says, what, you keep forgetting? What the heck? Yeah, something like that. The day goes on and Margot never replies back to her phone. He's getting angrier and angrier, and it's really fascinating the emotions changing throughout the day. I felt like that was spot oh, yeah. on for a parent. Because it cycles between, at first it's anger, and then like when 3.30 rolls around and she still hasn't replied, he's you see he starts to kind of get worried. A little panicked, but then he's embarrassed because he has to ask around to see if Marco's at someone's house. Yeah, he starts calling around. Finally, he talks to a mom that tells him that Margo was inviting uh, invited on this hiking trip in the mountains and he was super relieved but then he also immediately after that got super mad at her for not telling him and not having any communication so he he uh sent start he types out a really long angry text and then he deletes it and then just said I talked to what's his name's mom and you're in trouble or something like that. But anyway, another thing I liked is he opened up his daughter's laptop and found that she had secret social media accounts that he knew nothing about. Like, she was on Facebook. Well, I think he knew those Facebook and stuff. He just wasn't keeping up on her password. 
Well, I don't know if she knew if he knew that she had a Facebook. Hmm. What fifteen-year-old doesn't though? It's a good point. So he is calling all her Facebook friends, and a lot of them are like, oh, "I didn't really know her that well." Or I only invited her to my study group because he's talking to the girl who had the study group at her house where she was when she FaceTimed her dad. And she was like, well, I didn't really know her that well. I just had her over because I'd want to get into Berkeley College next year. And your daughter's super smart, basically said that. Mm -hmm. Well, then later on, once they found Margot's car in the bottom of the lake... The friend, like, made a YouTube video sobbing about how they were best friends. And Yeah, David learns slowly that his daughter is friends with, abs- like, pretty much nobody. She's a total loner. What else did you like about the movie? Um, let me think. What else did I like? I liked the mix-up that the guy had, with that David had with his brother. Oh, yeah. So... Another spoiler alert, because hopefully you've seen the movie already, but yeah, when he discovered that his brother had been talking to Margot. Yeah, the the conversations that he found with his daughter's IM or whatever chat she was using on her laptop, they seemed sexual. Yeah. And the movie was totally going for that, but then the conclusion of what they were for was like, oh, it does make sense. Yeah. It's crazy. <clears throat> Turns out she was going over to his house to um, to get weed from him. But she would phrase it as like, oh, last night was so fun. I can't wait to do it again, but I can't tell my dad because he's going to kill us. Yeah. And it just sounded so like, oh, no, they're having a relationship. <laughs> and then when David went over there and set up his little his cam- hidden cameras yeah. and confronted him about it, he, he started so this sure. chat or started this recording and it called it proof mm-hmm. like because he seriously thought that like his brother was having an affair with his daughter and then like killed her or something yeah i think that's about all we really need to talk about mm-hmm. i mean we don't want to just give a full cliff notes of the entire movie but right. we definitely enjoyed this movie I can't really think of anything bad to say about it. Can you? Well, I thought the ending was not corny, but just not as realistic as real life is. Yeah. It was happy, though. Yeah, it was a good ending. I just, like, spoiled it. Well, we've already given a lot of spoiler alerts or spoiler warnings, so it's fine. But, yeah, the ending, I guess it felt a little cheesy, but, I mean... What's wrong with a feel-good ending it's, as well? No, I liked it. I just felt like it wasn't as realistic as it is. Yeah. Because you know. well, she was laying at the bottom of a ravine for four or five days. Five days. But it's funny because um, when they were searching for her originally after they found her car in the bottom of the lake, they had this huge search day planned. It was like going to be a huge event. Mm-hmm. The whole community was going to be involved. But then it there was, like, torrential downpour that day. The rain was terrible, so they had to call off the search. And um, that's the only reason Margot survived is because she was laying in the bottom of a desert trench for five days. But 
in the, right in the middle of those five days, there was a giant rainstorm, so she was able to drink, I guess, without moving, because yeah. she was paralyzed at the bottom of a trench. But right. man, she must have had bad sunburn. I know. That, yeah, she was, must have been in really bad shape. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing is the cop. The whole time you, or the detective, the whole time you think she's like doing her best and she's, mm-hmm. she, you really start to feel for her too because um, it shows a bit of the relationship with her son and I, I didn't exactly understand what was wrong with her son. He's he d- He seemed to have like social issues or some kind of developmental issues, but um, you could see her like struggling to take care of her kid and... Then, at the ending, you realize that she set this whole thing up, but she was trying to protect her son. And I'm not going to spoil everything on here, but... (laughs) You told the most crazy part. That's okay. Well, I told people, if they haven't seen it, don't listen to this. Yeah. But, I don't know, I just figured we'd make this episode um, just because I like listening to people talk about movies like i'll I'll look up avengers infinity war podcasts and just listen to people talk about it or i'm so nerdy that i've listened to people talk about skyrim (laughs) so it's true he was watching a two-hour video yesterday about spider-man video game it was the history of Spider-Man video <laughs> the games. The history of the Spider-Man video game. That's so much better. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, it's interesting. Especially because I'm contemplating buying the new Spider-Man game. But mm-hmm. I also have to buy a PS4 because I still use a PS3. So it's a big investment. And I want to see if it's worth it or not. <laughs> mm. But anyway. Um, so definitely... <laughs> Hopefully you've already seen the movie if you listen this far, but if you haven't, go see it. Yeah. And if you have seen it, go see it again because there's probably stuff that we all missed the first time. I guess in the end, I thought this movie was awesome because it brings um, parents, it brings attention to parents about how important it is to stay on top of your kids' social media. Yeah. Well, um, and not only that, but have a close relationship with them. Right. Good communication. I don't know. I just feel like so many parents, there's so much to stay on top of with social media. There's so many different ways kids can get online and be exposed to other people. Yes. That's really important to attempt to keep communications open and keep passwords flowing. Yeah, especially, it's almost impossible these days, like, if your kid has their own device, um... It's almost impossible to stay on top of everything they're doing on it, but it's up to every every parent to mm-hmm. decide what's best for the kids. So, like I said, just having a close relationship that was a cool little moral lesson in this movie is because the whole thing is the girl she liked going out to this lake to go out out and be by herself and ponder her life and smoke weed and. She did that because she felt lonely, like she didn't have any friends, and she didn't feel close to her father. And she might not have been out at that lake if they would have had a closer relationship. Because uh, 
when they're w- watching through the old U-cast, saved casts for the investigation, you see uh, David walk into her room while she's casting, and he's like, the voice is on tonight, and it's just a super awkward interaction. You can tell that they're just awkward around each other, and it's hard for them to talk to each other. So I just think it's a cool facet to this movie is Mm -hmm. encouraging you to have a close relationship with your kids. Mm -hmm. And it also, uh, the the intro with the cancer and they're both like young and healthy and active and then the wife gets sick and it's just such a reality check like to be appreciative of every day you have with the people you love because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, when you look at her in the beginning, you're like, she doesn't look like someone that's going to get sick and die. But So let us know what you think of this new little format with the, the mini-sode movie review off-the-cuff type thing because, um, yeah, if you like it, we'll do it again next time a movie really catches our interest or, or anything. So, mm-hmm. so give us your feedback, and we thank you for listening. Of course, uh, you can follow us on all the dumb social media sites, Instagram at VOVPodcast, VOVPodcast, Twitter at VOVPod, and you can email us at VOVPodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, like we thanked our patrons in the beginning, you can support us on Patreon um, at patreon.com slash podcast. So we'll put all that in the show notes. We thank you for listening. And tune in tomorrow for our next weekly episode. <laughs>